This is Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Hit! Browns are going to win! Mayfield, end zone, Landry, touchdown! With Dan Kadar and Browns beat writer Nate Ulrich of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. With Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository. Browns fans, now, Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. We are live. Hi, I'm George Thomas with the Akron Beacon Journal with Steve Dorshuk of the Canton Repository, Browns Beat Report. Rep- ah, yeah, we're having an afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Browns Beat Reporter for the Canton Repository, Marla Reitenauer. Wyden- Marla Columnist for the Beacon Journal and Nate Ulrich, Akron Beacon Journal beat writer, here to talk about a, a a Browns victory. I do believe this is what's known as a winning streak, guys. Um, an unfamiliar position for a Cleveland football team, isn't it? Yeah, three and one for the first time since 2001. Most points today, 49-38 victory, the most points since... 2007, 307 rushing yards, the most rushing yards since 2009. So an offensive explosion by the Browns, Odell Beckham Jr.'s best day as a Brown. Nick Chubb hurt late in the first quarter, uh, arguably the best player on the offense. And they just went wild after that happened, uh, coincidentally. And Kareem Hunt pushed the groin injury really steady up as did the Ernest Johnson and Dontrell Hillier, the, the third and fourth string running backs. Really fun game. Of course, they flirted with disaster. <laughs> Cowboys uh, narrowed the deficit to three points, but well, Odell delivered the clutch for his third touchdown. Steve said something a couple minutes ago while we were off air. A Browns team before this, years before this, would they have found a way to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat or near defeat or just collapse under the, under the weight of their own insecurity, I guess is the best way to put it. George, that's a heavy pain that isn't going to go away anytime soon and didn't go away today. Um, while the, uh, the Browns were blowing the lead and even, uh, even after Beckham made that uh, spectacular play to uh, uh, provide a little bit of comfort, uh, I put out a tweet along the lines of, isn't it more fun this way? And somebody tweeted back to say uh, something along the lines of, no, you know, who needs more torture? We've had enough torture. In the- <laughs> so that, um, you know, when you talk about culture change, that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, uh, it's, I, I can't imagine that anybody who has followed the Browns for any length of time and knows Stefanski wants to distance himself uh, from this. And, and I would too, if I were him, but the rest of us are stuck with this, uh, old familiar pain of geez only only the expansionary browns could uh, could even think about blowing a lead uh, lead that big and there was kind of a lump in everybody's heart i've got to guess uh, uh where we're saying uh, you're, you're saying this this could uh get all the way uh, blown and, and could be a loss so to me the um, as big a takeaway as anything in this whole day was the culture aspect of that didn't happen. 
you know, somebody did find a way to make a play. It just didn't just come out of the blue. It came out of a roster building. You know, Beckham's the guy who's supposed to make a play, and he did make a play. Denzel Ward was the number four overall uh, uh, pick who's supposed to make a play, and he made a, the, the interception that the basically ended, end, ended the game. So there was that kind of stuff going on, and 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 I'll just uh, uh, end end my take here with uh, with the point that all, all the way down to uh, that blocked PAT there toward the end. I mean, that's always only a deflating moment for the Browns today. Instead, it's a great play by Carlson, uh, you know, the uh, the the backup uh, tight end to dive on the ball in the end zone for a two point conversion. So everything that used to happen. Uh, not only didn't happen today, but it turned into two points. So that was kind of symbolic of uh, the whole day. I'm so glad you mentioned roster building because it, it is easier to finish when you have the talent. And let's face it, Beckham made a great play. I mean, I I asked Miles Garrett about this because he got a good view from the sideline. He thought Alden Smith was going to get Beckham for a for a big loss on that end around. Beckham evaded him. He turned the corner, raced down the right sideline, 50 yard touchdown. That's that, that's where talent really helps. Roster building point is huge. But I do think there's something to be said about the Browns in this pandemic year that we've talked about. I mean, it's still in the backdrop of everything. Um, they're three and one under Stefanski. Marla, I know you wrote a column about Stefanski. Um, what are you thinking right now about how this has gone a quarter of the season with a first year head coach? Well, you know, I was one of the ones who wasn't crazy about him calling his own plays. I mean, you know, obviously, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm sort of blown away with how he's using his assistant coaches. You know, he doesn't, you know, he talked extensively today about how Bill Callahan, how important he is to him. Their offices are next to each other. I mean, I, I've been, I feel like I've been harping on creativity on play calling for so many years and, you know, you're finally seeing a coach who does what his players do best, but he finds a creative way to do it. I, I just feel like that's – they're not as predictable. They, you know, they – obviously they have more weapons now, but I just feel like he's using the players and, you know, the way they all – even all those running backs stepped up when Chubb went down showed you that, you know, they care about each other. They care about the coaches. It seems like – you know, they're building something kind of a bond and just, but I mean, I'm just very impressed and thinking maybe the coaching carousel is we, they finally found their guy. And, and keep in mind after Chubb went down, they gained over 250 more yards on the ground or something like that. He had 43 yards in the game. Yeah. Had 307. 307. That that's a ridiculous stat, but, it, it's nice, and it, going back to roster building, it's nice when you have Kareem Hunt, quote unquote, as a backup too, because there's no, there's absolutely little fall off, if any, there, none, zip, nada. Good point. I don't think they're. I mean, today proved. Uh, I mean, maybe there's a fall off. If, if you're picking George, you would. If you, if you were drafting players, and the only two players in the draft pool were Chubb and Hunt. Uh, I can't imagine very many people uh, taking Hunt, and instead everybody would take Chubb. But I, I agree with you. What what a fantastic luxury to have! Uh, I don't remember I don't remember uh, Bobby Mitchell and Jim Brown. I mean, they were they were on the same team, but it's been all the way back to the Paul Brown era in the 1960s since uh, they had uh, 
had two talents uh, like that on the, on the roster. But uh, yeah, what uh, that, that's what you think. If if Chubb goes down normally, it would be the season's gone. That was the last thing you were thinking when uh, Kareem uh, Hunt ran on the field. Yeah, and of course we don't know the severity of Chubb's injury yet. Um, Stefanski said he'll have an MRI. Uh, got rolled up on pretty good, so we'll see. I, I he did. Uh, I was wondering, and and I and I looked this up if, if that was the same knee that he tore three ligaments in 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 college, and it, it is not. It's a different. It was the left knee in college. Here is right knee today. But you know, obviously, it'd be a big blow if they're without him. At the same time, they had a, a, a crazy rushing day after he went out. And the Cowboys have never allowed 307 rushing yards in the in the history of their franchise until today. At this yeah, point, that's this, huge. Well, their defense stunk, obviously. But again, at what point? And I think I asked this last week. At what point do you you worry about the Browns' defense? I mean, that game with a forty-one to fourteen lead, that game should have been over, should have been over, and it just seemed. And somebody on Twitter made this statement, or was it you, Marla? No, it was somebody on Twitter. Might have been you, Marla. <laughs> it was it was shades of of Marty Schottenheimer, mm-hmm. and it's like I gritted my teeth at that fact because that's exactly what it reminded me of. Now, mind you, I was still like in college back then. So I wasn't, uh, obviously I wasn't doing this. How close was it to Marty Schottenheimer? You two on the bottom would definitely know. I don't think I thought of that, but. (laughs) I'm just saying, hey, Marl, I'd sorry to butt in, but George, I'm I'm giving you the icy stare right now because uh, Marty Schottenheimer went to the playoffs four straight years and got to the AFC. <laughs> I'll take the Marty Schottenheimer era, you know, eleven times out of nine uh, over over what we went with slightly. But um, yeah, in in terms of the defense being a concern, uh, George, uh, I guess one thing that pops into my mind is not not that greedy uh, Williams is uh, is uh, half of uh, Minifield and uh, and Dixon. But uh, Greedy Williams uh, uh, came to my mind because he tweeted during the game, and when it was a, a big score, 38-14, uh, whatever whatever it was, uh, Greedy uh, tweeted, uh, I'm loving this bleep. So, no, he couldn't have loved what was happening, uh, you know, the, the, uh, after uh, the bleep. But uh, uh, it did uh, put his name out there and kind of reminds us that uh, he's coming back to the team eventually and that the defense, which obviously needs some, uh, some more cogs to go along with uh, – the defense has gotten shredded uh, at times or sometimes all the time. You know, they, they need some help. But uh, uh, by the same token, I think they played well enough, long enough today, and, of course, got big plays out of uh, the linchpin, uh, Garrett, that uh, there's, uh, there's something you can sink your teeth into and, and say that, uh, well, hey, this, uh, this defense is going to have a chance to be enough to help them. I mean, I think they have serious depth issues and, you know, they've, you know, lost some players to injury like Delpit, but, but I mean, if they can continue to get three uh, turnovers like they did today, I mean, I think that's going to make up for some of it. I mean, obviously they're, the defense is not where you wanted it to be, but I still think being opportunistic and getting the takeaways is huge. So uh, I'm not ready to totally, you know, Pounce on them at this point. Plus, Dallas scored, but it always scores at home. This 
So, you know, they had, they had 40 plus in their previous games so all win. So you, you'll take a day like this when they go off uh, again on offense. Uh, but, uh, no, you win. All right, guys. Next week we got Indianapolis. As Odell said in his interview on Andy. Um, I think that's it. Um, I'll see everybody, well, in some way tomorrow. Thanks a lot, George. Thank you. you guys have a good night. Good night. Good work. Says we're still live, George.